Hello, and welcome to Breast Cancer Conversations, a podcast brought to you by survivingbreastcancer.org. I'm Laura Carfing, breast cancer survivor and founder of survivingbreastcancer.org, a nonprofit organization providing community, education, and resources to empower those diagnosed with breast cancer and their caregivers from day one and beyond. Welcome back to Breast Cancer Conversations, everyone. It is so nice to be speaking with all of you today, and thank you for tuning in and listening to our stories, our voices, and partaking in the conversation with us. I would also like to give a huge shout out to all of you who listen each week and some of you who decided to come in and meet on a Thursday Night Thrivers meetup that we host every Thursday night at 7 p.m. It was such a surprise and honor to actually meet you and see you on a Zoom call and see your beautiful faces and chat. I love getting to meet you guys, hear your stories, get to know each other and really develop these friendships. So you are always invited to any of our events, webinars and meetups. If you are new to Breast Cancer Conversations, I'd like to give you just a very quick rundown of some of the awesome work that we are currently doing and other ways that you can engage with us. So Breast Cancer Conversations is made possible by our nonprofit, survivingbreastcancer.org. Hop on over to survivingbreastcancer.org so you can sign up for our weekly newsletters. We send out weekly newsletters on Mondays. We send out feature Fridays going into a deep topic on Fridays. Every other Sunday, we host a webinar series specifically for the metastatic breast cancer community. On Thursdays, we have our Thursday Night Thrivers Meetup, which is always a great time. And then once a month, on the first Sunday of the month, we meet for our Breast Cancer Book Club, where we get together and discuss books that have absolutely nothing to do with cancer. So if you want more information, head on over to survivingbreastcancer.org forward slash events for all the details. All right, now let's talk about today's episode. In today's episode, I am joined with Jennifer O'Brien, author of The Hospice Doctor's Widow, and Valerie Armand, a nurse and practicing death doula. I'm sure these names are familiar to you because we've been having these great conversations every week with these two amazing women. And today the conversation continues as we talk about the rogue family members that kind of bubble up out of nowhere and share their opinions. I understand that death and dying is very stressful, traumatic. It brings up emotions maybe we've never even experienced before. And I think everyone tends to have an opinion about it because we're trying to cope with it. We're trying to come to terms with what is happening around us. And of course, we only want what is best for the person who is ill, potentially terminally ill, and in transition and eventually passing. These are very stressful times, and we want only what is best for them. But what is best for them? Is it what I think? Is it what my siblings think? Is it what my aunts and uncles think or spouses? Is it what the doctors think? How do we understand what the person actually wants? It's really important to have these conversations before the crisis actually happens because that will provide a roadmap for some of these difficult conversations. The last thing that we want is when someone is in their last and final days, either in hospice care or at home or at a facility, is to be running around looking for these documents, looking for, you know, where did mom leave this file or... What were her last wishes? I think she wanted this, but I'm not quite sure. So how do we handle these conversations with our families and our relatives when we all want to do what is best, but sometimes what is best is actually letting that person know, you know what, this is what mom or dad wanted. This is what my sister wanted. This is what my spouse wanted. And they designated me as being that person to advocate for them. So in today's conversation, we're going to talk about how to navigate some of these rogue family members and then provide you with some tips and strategies that you can have in your back pocket. Welcome to the conversation. 
Um, if you are the person that that the patient, that the person who's um, dying is is confiding in, um, it's it's a good idea that especially if there are other adults involved, um, whether it's you know their siblings or your adult children, it's a good idea to to establish that you're the that you're the one, whether it's with the patient together. So like, you know, if, if your husband is the one that you're making clear that your parents understand that, um, so that because, because that's, uh, another place I think things can go sideways is when a couple, for example, has talked things through very thoroughly, but, the person hasn't told their own parents or the adult children that they've talked through things very thoroughly. And so like, you know, this didn't happen to me. It didn't happen to me in any of my situations because, because I was it, but um, you know, it, well, it could have happened, I guess, in a couple of them, but it, but it didn't because it was just very clear that I was it. And I think that times when it's not very clear, that, that can end up causing, again, a bunch of, you know, some of the questions, uh, Valerie, that you talked about earlier with the, with the crowd and that there's one who kind of gets it and there's kind of one who sometimes doesn't get it. And just kind of, if you have that position when the patient is able to talk about it and has their own agency, as Laura brought up, in their own, you know, controlling end of life, that is a, that's a valuable thing to bring to the dynamic. So I'd like to go back to Valerie and how do you recommend uh, as a person who is dying, how do you recommend they deal with that rogue family member who isn't necessarily on board? I mean, obviously it sounds like Jen is saying, talking and more talking it is helpful so that they know that it's your wishes but since there's always one <laughs> in document, the family document document miss attorney <laughs> <laughs> okay that that's a good Ooh. recommendation <laughs> you know there's a lot to be said for um your advanced directives um there's so many different ways and avenues nowadays to do that um, there's your traditional living wills, um, toward, you know, very end of life. There's the post, the physician order for scope of treatment and every state's a little different. Um, but that's, you know, considered signed by a physician and a medical order that would, you know, when you are able to make your own decisions and sign that yourself, there's very little wiggle room for somebody to dispute that whenever you may be in a position of yourself that you can't speak for yourself. Um, it's a layer of protection. It's a layer of support for, you know, the family members that do get it and want to support your wishes again. So then that rogue person has to just go sit down or go, you know, make noise elsewhere. Um, you know, it's, it, that's really helpful. Um, I'm also, an affiliate for something called Midio, My Informed Decisions on Video, which is a new emerging avenue for people to document on video um, what their wishes are. Um, so that's kind of innovative where there's, you know, you scan a code, a QR code on a card, like, a, like your ID or your insurance card, and you pop up on the screen on any device 
saying my name is Valerie Armand and you know in the event is such and such this is what I do and do not want again that's just even less wiggle room for somebody to dispute um, your your wishes um, and again verbally you know just keeping your team know your team know who's going to be there you know I, you can't be if I may I think the ideal situation is when the patient him or herself takes a moment with the rogue person and says, I know this is so hard for you, but, you know, John or Joe or Susan really knows what I want. And I, and I would love it if you could just support her or him in that. Um, it's most powerful coming from the person who's dying. Um, if that's not an option, I think, and I, I'm sure you've experienced this, Valerie, there is usually there's someone else too in the family who, who recognizes that someone's going rogue and can, can intervene a little bit and say, you know, I know you see things differently, but we need to do, we need to do what mom or dad or whoever wants. So as the nurse. I'm always going to advocate for the patient. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you have to really kind of reframe things, you know, like we were all here. We all, you know, you know, just that gentle outside, not, not your regular family member that, you know, you can lash out at, you know, um, like I, I verified, I heard what she said, you know? Um, so that brings me back to saying how important it is to, to shop for your healthcare just as diligently as you shop for your aggressive treatment. Valerie, that's such a good point. And I appreciate you putting yourself out there saying leverage the nurse, leverage the non-family member person to help us have these conversations and what great resources as well. For our listeners, have you ever been in this situation before? How have you dealt navigated that rogue family member who you know, kind of sees things differently. How did you have those conversations? Let us know. Let's continue the conversation. Uh, feel free to send me an email or check us out on social and we'll pick up where we left off. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our podcast. If you'd like to find out more about our organization and upcoming events and ways to connect, you can find out more by visiting our website at survivingbreastcancer.org. I would like to acknowledge that all of the information on our podcast is from personal experiences and it is not a substitute for professional medical advice. You should always consult your medical care team. If you're looking for specific topics or would like to be a guest on our show, feel free to contact me directly at laura at survivingbreastcancer.org. And of course, we have a couple social media handles you can follow us at as well. For example, survivingbreastcancer.org, all one word, as well as our podcast specifically, Breast Cancer Conversations. Until next time, keep on thriving.